Heteronormativity assumes that there is a certain way to be gay, look gay, and act gay. Even the LGBTQ plus community narrates this idea sometimes. But is there a particular way to be gay? Why does society enforce the idea that there is a stereotypical way to be gay? In this episode, we're going to chat with our guest about being gay and the representation of being gay. She, a podcast for non-traditional conversations. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next person of the week. Or you can leave us a review on Amazon if you've purchased our journal Reflect, and we'll give you a shout out that way. Yeah, and this week's person of the week shout out is Emma Delaney, who sent us such a beautiful message telling us that she recently came out and said that listening to our podcast uh, no doubt had some influence on her realizing her truth and that she believes the podcast is doing the same for others. Um, She said that she has never felt more herself and is really happy. She also gave us permission to share her story in this shout out, which we really appreciate. So thank you so much, Emma, and go you. Amazing. Thanks, Emma. So in honor of Pride Month, happy Pride, we're continuing our LGBTQ plus themed episodes and are going to be chatting about how we believe there is no one way to be gay. And to add another perspective to the mix, we're bringing on a guest. Yes, today we're going to bring on Courtney Revolution, an LA-based host and a contestant of season two of The Circle on Netflix to chat about how society tends to assume there is a certain way to be gay. And Tiana and I actually think this is problematic because... First of all, it deviates from the person as an individual with an individual personality, but it also enforces the notion that being gay is other or different uh, from the rest of society and that it takes a certain amount of adapting to fit into either heteronormativity or the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, you either adapt to heteronormativity or you have to unlearn heteronormativity, almost like reverse adapting to fit into the LGBTQ. LGBTQ plus community. You know, when I started dating women, there was a fair amount of damaging heteronormative ideologies that I had to unlearn, but also damaging stereotypes within the gay community. You know, uh, for example, heteronormative ideologies like unlearning gender roles and then totally and completely unlearning what heteronormative society teaches us about sex. But then also stereotypes within the gay community like assuming one person has to be more dominant, you know, top and bottom, that whole thing. I just believe society as a whole is very rigid in their way um, that individuals can self-express. I just think that self-expression is individualistic rather than associated with sexuality. And I think there are expectations of you in both heteronormative society and the LGBTQ plus community, uh, which is why there is no one way to be gay or straight for that matter. Yeah, I think what we said in our labels episode to me still holds true in that you shouldn't have to be a certain type of person based on your label. Like you don't have to be what a stereotypical lesbian is portrayed as in order to be a gay woman. You know, I think the visibility of many different representations of what gay looks like or what gay is, is what helps advance us in our society. For too long, you know, LGBTQ plus people have been seen as other And it's important to show that LGBTQ plus people don't all look 
act, sound like, or dress the same, you know. There are as many individuals as there are identities. There's no one way to be gay. And that's what we really want to chat about today. Yeah, and like I said earlier, there's no one way to be heterosexual either. You know, stereotypes in society can be harmful for everyone, not just the LGBTQ plus community. Absolutely. Well, we're going to bring on our guest to talk about this topic further. Courtney Revolution, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Courtney, we are so excited to have you on today to chat about this topic. So one of the things in the media recently that really sparked this discussion for Sophie and I was the topic of Colton Underwood. For those who don't know, Colton Underwood was the star of The Bachelor back in 2018. And lots of things went on during and after his season, including a restraining order from his ex-girlfriend, among other things. But in April 2021, he came out as gay on Good Morning America and something about his coming out really got Sophie and I talking talking about how negative it all was to be honest and we're not the only ones who feel this way mm, yeah exactly people all over the world accuse Colton of uh, actually monetizing his experience as a gay man um, but I think part of what really bothered us anyway is that Colton sold this reality series to Netflix about coming out and navigating the LGBTQ plus scene. Um, But another thing that is really troublesome, according to us, is that the series revolves around him having a gay guide, in quotations, um, implying that, you know, you need a gay coach to fit into this stereotype of what gay is and what it means to be gay. Exactly. So we'll use Colton as a starting point for our conversation today. We won't dwell on him, but we will get into a larger issue here of how society sees LGBTQ plus people. Yeah. So Courtney, uh, on the topic of Colton Underwood, uh, we feel like, you know, hiring a gay guide implies that navigating the, the queer world is scary and that there's only one way to be gay when in reality it's individualistic. Um, you know, we're more than just our sexuality. Uh, but how do you feel about Colton Underwood hiring a gay guide to introduce him to the LGBTQ plus world? I think the thought of Colton hiring a gay guide is a little weird. Like hiring a gay guide and then filming it for a TV project. It's it's weird to me, right? Because I feel like in order to really find your place within the community, it should be organic. You don't need someone to like lead you to fit into sort of like this cookie cutter idea of what they you know, are perceiving the community to be, right? It should be through your point of view. Totally. I think that's a great point. Like not just, oh, let me hire a gay guy to tell me how I should feel about the community. It should be, you know, yours to experience. You're right. Do you think having a gay guide stereotypes the LGBTQ plus community further? I think when you hire someone and you film it for money, Yes. Um, I know that when my best friend came out to me, like, I feel like I was his gay guy, but it was an organic experience because we were already friends. We already had that loyalty, that foundation. But I mean, you're hiring someone to teach you how to be gay. How does that help? Yeah, I kind of feel like that is like such a stereotype. Like you you make a good point about 
hiring someone, paying someone, selling your Netflix show, you know, monetizing the experience. It's almost like exploiting the gay experience as well. Like it's an exploitation of what it means to be gay. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, everyone in the LGBTQ plus community is new at some point to coming out. You know, do you, Courtney, feel like people who are coming out in the LGBTQ community face a lot of pressure to be a certain way or present a certain way or conform to society's perception of what a gay person is? I definitely think it's a part of it, right? Because you're already different. And then here's a place where you could fit in and you want to do everything that you can do to fit in. And then the media is showing you a lot of times only one dimension of what it means to be like a queer person. So, I mean, there is a lot of pressure. And I feel like to that, you just have to not give into it and be courageous enough to do your own thing. Yeah, it's like the fear of the unknown, you know, like when you come out, you you think you have to be a certain way. But then when you come out, you're like, oh, I don't have to be. I can just be myself. So I feel like Colton, you know, going back to that is kind of in that phase where he doesn't maybe realize that he can be so much more, you know? You know what would have been more helpful? Um, Colton coming out privately, you know, within his own life and then coming to us in a year um, and helping others on their journey. Mm. Maybe that could have been more helpful versus him like hiring someone. <laughs> exactly. Almost being like, you know, this is, you know, I came out last year. This is what I've been doing the past year. I've been working on myself. I've been, you know, introducing myself to this uh, new avenue that I'm like, you know, this new part of my life. But instead it was very much like, look at me, almost like excusing his bad behavior in the past a little bit, yeah. I think. So just a whole like, a mess I think it was a huge mess I understand why you know the LGBTQ plus community was a little bit upset with that because you know you're monetizing the experience but then you're also yeah covering up bad behavior you're contributing to stereotypes I think that's a really um, good point because now it's kind of like you're experiencing coming out in the public eye and that's a very different thing I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the thought of this man who put a tracking device on a woman's car yeah all of a sudden being one of the voices for our community because to me that says he's dangerous and also it says to me you know girlfriend today boyfriend tomorrow are we going to see him get help for his anger on this series because that's valuable um, yeah. hiring the gay guide to me isn't as valuable there are bigger fish to fry with Colton than his sexuality how about hire hire a guide to teach you to be a better person first um, because you know coming out as gay kind of just sets you you know like he's shown look I'm part of a marginalized group here um like so go easy on go me easy but it's on like me. exactly that's kind of what it felt like to me like I absolutely believe the, the man is gay but I don't believe we should give him special treatment just because he is gay you know he he did a lot of crappy things in the past and exactly as two women we're like no sorry that's inexcusable you need to address that first yeah um, exactly and you know moving on from Colton in general just getting into a larger conversation conversation Courtney you were recently a contestant on season two of the Netflix show The Circle where you played yourself and not a catfish going into that you know being in the public eye how did you want to present your identity you know was being gay a part of that identity did you give it any thought you know prior to going on 
Honestly, I didn't think about it at all. Like I am a black gay man. And if I'm going on as that, then that's who I am. You know, I didn't think about whether I wanted to be um, too masculine or too feminine or too stereotypical. I really just wanted to come across as myself. And I think that um, that is what ultimately won people over, you know? Absolutely. I was just going to say, like, people loved you for you. Yes. You know, and you on that season were a great example of being true to yourself and people will love you for that because yeah. we fell in love with you not just because we know yeah. you but because we know you but also because you, you were lovable you on were the fantastic show. on it you were just completely yourself so we really admire you yeah. for that did um, you in general have any reservations maybe even when you were filming or anything like I feel like sometimes even just in general, if I'm talking about Soph and I, you know, I really try to normalize things and not make things like, a, you know, a big deal. But at the same time, there's certain reservations I have, certain scenarios where I feel maybe it's not the safest to be talking about, you know, being gay, let's say. But did you at all, did you feel comfortable on the show to express yourself, you know? Um, just to keep it real with you and not to be, I don't know, revealing, but I was pleasantly surprised by how many LGBTQ plus members I encountered while filming that production. So I felt like it was always 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a safe environment for me to always be myself. Like every other person I came in contact with um, was pretty queer I'm sure so um I always felt comfortable enough to just do my thing yeah I mean we did notice you know being on the circle there not us but you watching you there were there were different LGBTQ plus representations and I guess for us as you know a femme presenting gay couple there is representation there but that doesn't mean we don't need other representation from other gay women do you think that different representations matter absolutely I think that it's so important especially for a show like The Circle, to show that we are different, but we really aren't. Um, I think that that, for me specifically, was the lesson I learned about my friendship with Lee, um, who played River on yeah. the show. Was, who played River, yes. You know, Lee is about to be 60, you know, and I'm half of his age. And he literally is probably one of the warmest people I've ever had a friendship with. No. Um, and it, it doesn't matter like what he looked like or what his background was or what mine was. It's just that we connected. Um, and it was important to have those two um, generational differences there on the cast. Yeah, I totally agree. I think different representation is visibility. You know, it shows that there's just not one way to be gay and that your sexuality doesn't define you. Even how you mentioned Lee, who played River, like this is an older man, you know, being open about his experience. And that was really empowering. So I feel like all the representation on the circle really mattered. Um, But in general, you know, since society implies there is a certain way to be gay and look gay, act gay. And if you don't fit that profile, then, you know, you sort of, you don't qualify. Back to before you came out, did you find the LGBTQ plus community intimidating at all? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, I mean, I'm from like the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. I was like locked in my bedroom and my gay examples were like Will and Grace and Queer as Folk. Mm-hmm. And both shows love them down lacked 
black people. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really know what my specific unique I had like no archetype for what my my gay experience was going to be like and it was intimidating because I wasn't white I wasn't muscular I wasn't like you know sleeping with like a 30 year old man like on queer as folk it was just intimidating because I felt like my story hadn't been like written or presented yet so it was very scary yeah it was scary I guess that goes back to why visibility matters if you had maybe seen that being presented even in a show like like the circle would do for people, you know, it would normalize it a bit more and you you might feel a little bit less intimidated because you're like, well, there's a ton of different kinds of gays, you know what I mean? I don't have to be this this yeah. one thing, you know? Courtney, actually, I want to ask you, just because we talk about this all the time, um, we're of the belief that, you know, you shouldn't even have to come out and the only reason that we do come out is because of heteronormativity. Um, so, like, how do you feel about coming out? I feel like coming out is like, it's unique to every person, right? It's up to that person to decide whether they want to come out or I know people who just, we go out for drinks and I start the night thinking they're straight and all of a sudden they're making out with a guy. <laughs> and it's just like, there's no questions asked. There's no information exchange. It's just like, all right, that's how you roll. I'm with it. So I almost kind of want the world to get to that place one mm. day where it's like not even a question, like, because coming out can be so scary and so intimidating we shouldn't even have to mm. yeah, yeah we talk about all the time we feel like you know we're only we're only making this a big deal for the heteronormativity that you know society like they need to see a separation you know they're like okay queer straight and you need to let us know pick if you're your label. Yeah, pick your label and you need to let us know if you're not straight and it's just like to us it's you know and as well you come out every single day when you meet someone new yeah. at a new job you know we're constantly coming out so for us we try to normalize that experience as much as possible we try to normalize our relationship as much as possible um so yeah I wanted to get your perspective because we've talked to our friends mostly women about this but I've actually never asked a guy so yeah I'm like you know I I wish that we could get to a place where it wasn't such a focus like Mm -hmm. like who cares who I'm making out with like literally yeah I agree with what you said um you know, you gave an example of your friend who who just goes out and lives their lives, you know, so I really like that. I feel like that's where we should be able to get to as a society. We don't need to ask people about their labels. We don't need to quiz people on coming out, you know, because especially when you're first discovering your sexuality, you don't want to be asked a bunch of questions because you don't know yet. Because you don't have the answers and you feel like... What if you just don't know? Exactly. Exactly. I feel like I don't have a lot of the answers to questions. I still get questions from people back home and such uh, people who used to know me when I was straight and they have all these questions and I'm like... I don't have an answer for you. Like, I don't know. I'm all not I know a gay is that, guide. Like, you know, exactly. All I know is that Tiana and I are together and I love her and that's it. Like, I have no other answers for yeah. anyone. So. I wouldn't <laughs> want a gay guide anyway. It's like, you know, kind of what you said back back there, Courtney. Just, I want to discover it for myself because it puts more pressure to have a gay guide and be like, be a certain way. I think it gives you more strength when you're not guided by someone else. When you discover it yourself, you, you have, you kind of build that confidence, you know? Yeah, you totally build the confidence to navigate you know whatever it is you want in life so but because this is a pride episode I want each of us to offer a little bit of advice for anyone who isn't out yet or who is questioning their sexuality because we tend to get you know a lot of messages from people all over the world that 
um, kind of want advice about this thing. So I think because of our different perspectives, we can all kind of offer something. Courtney, I would love to hear, you know, any little bit of advice you have for, for anyone, especially as someone who is just in the public eye, being out and being themselves, you know? Um, I think for me, the biggest piece of advice I could give to someone that is struggling with coming out is please never forget that you're valuable and that you're just being alive offers something to the world. Like to me, this is like being gay is such a small part of what I offer to the world. So like, don't let that be the thing that keeps you up at night or runs your day. Continue to do you because out of all the people on earth, believe me, you got a handful that love what you bring to the table. Um, so keep serving it up so people can eat. Love it. <laughs> oh, Courtney, love I love it. that. I think that's excellent advice. Thank you. So do you want to give your tidbit of advice as well? Yeah, just keep it simple. You know, I mean, it's so cliche, but just be yourself, um, not what a society, a community or a group expects of you, you know, just be you. That's yeah, all. I, what about you? I feel like mine is a combo of both of yours like just live life authentically you I love what you said Courtney about don't let this be something that keeps you up at night it's not a bad thing if anything you are exploring yourself even more so you should totally be proud of that and you know the only reason why we in society even see this as you know a negative thing is because of heteronormativity so if we really work to break that down um you know we're just people and we want equality that's all you know well, that was a great chat. Thank you so, so much, Courtney, for being on the podcast today and for giving us your insight into the queer representations and, you know, talking about your experience because, you know, we obviously really appreciate that. So thank you for letting us pick your brain today. <laughs> thank you for having me on. I appreciate both of you. Um for giving me the platform to be a little bit more intimate. Yes, yes, we appreciate you sharing your experience just as we appreciated you on The Circle. So if you have not streamed The Circle, everyone go check it out. <laughs> well, that's it for today's episode. Um, we love hearing your stories and how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a message on Instagram, review our podcast on Apple or review our journal Reflect on Amazon to be featured as our next person of the week. Make sure you download and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. Happy Pride, everyone. Remember to live authentically as yourself. And don't forget to check out Courtney on Instagram by searching for at Courtney Revolution and stream season two of The Circle on Netflix. See you Tuesdays. Bye.